Good morning. Welcome to worship today. I want to thank you for joining me on this 19th Sunday after Pentecost. Let us begin our worship with a confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Sovereign God, you have created us to live in loving community with one another. Form us for life that is faithful and steadfast and teach us to trust like little children that we may reflect the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Genesis. The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground the Lord formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every animal of the field. But for the man there was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This last is the bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This one shall be called woman, for out of man this was taken. Therefore a man leaves his father and his mother and clings to his wife and they become one flesh. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Pharisees came and to test Jesus, they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of dismissal and to divorce her. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment for you. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Then in the house, the disciples asked him again about this matter. He said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. People were bringing little children to him in order that he might touch them, and the disciples spoke sternly to them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is to such as these the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
Well, today is the day when a lot of pastors wish they were on vacation. Why? Well, today we have the dreaded texts about divorce. No matter what else has been read today, what stands out and is not forgotten are the words Jesus speaks about divorce. But let's take some time to look more deeply into this text. It all began when God realized that man needed a partner. God said, It is not good that this man I created should be alone. God understood the importance of relationships. Before God created woman, God created all of the animals and birds. He brought them to the man to name and form a relationship with them. But God knew these creatures were not enough to keep the man from being lonely. He needed a partner that would be equal to him. And that is when God took one of the man's ribs and created another human being. Who was created would now be able to understand the man and work with the man to expand the kingdom of God. We know there were problems with the man and woman working together. It began with a serpent and an apple. God did not give up on the need for relationships. God watched as people worked together. And God watched as people fought each other for power. God's solution was to send Jesus into the world to form a relationship with the people and guide them back to God. Jesus encountered many problems as he worked to build relationships with the people. Yet he had many successes. He built a good relationship with his disciples, who were willing to give up their familiar ways of life to dedicate their lives to Jesus. In Jesus' travels, he met many who came to him for help. He healed the sick and fed the hungry. He befriended those who were considered unclean and untrustworthy. He didn't back down when the religious leaders questioned his authority, and he continued the ministry when he was threatened with death. Nothing was going to stop him from forming lasting relationships that would help people understand God's love for them. As Jesus was teaching the people, the Pharisees came to him. They had a question to ask him, which they hoped would make him look foolish in front of the crowd and discredit his ministry. So they stood up and addressed Jesus, asking him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Now this could be an easy yes or no answer but divorce is much more complicated. Jesus realized people were following the command from Moses, which let a man write a simple certificate of dismissal and send his wife away. It was cruel and too easy. Women were considered property and could easily be replaced for any number of reasons. Some as simple as, I don't like the way she cooks, or something totally out of her control, such as, she has not given me a son. 
Jesus understood the plight of women, and he wanted men to realize how cruel their actions were and how God created human beings to be in lasting relationships with each other. Now, there were cases where wealthy women treated their partners with the same cruelty. Although this was less frequent, it did happen. That is why Jesus included them in his statement about people committing adultery when they divorced and married someone else. In Jesus' time, most marriages were arranged by the family. Once that bond was established, there was a year of waiting for the marriage to take place. During that year, the families arranged the dowry, which the groom's family paid for the bride. When the wedding took place, it was a five to seven day celebration. Most marriages were important for the survival of the family name and to create more offspring to carry on the work. Love was not a factor in marriage, and if divorce happened, it was a disgrace for the bride's family and left the woman alone and at the mercy of others to care for her. Marriage and divorce look a lot different today. Marriage is no longer needed for survival purposes and in most places is not arranged by the family. The wedding ceremony does not take place does not always take place in a church. The marriage certificate is a government document and almost anyone can perform a wedding if they take the time to get a certificate off the internet declaring them a minister. How times have changed, but one thing is still as important now as it was in Jesus' time. God wants those who get married to form a strong relationship with each other that cannot easily be broken. Just as weddings have taken on a new look in recent times, so has divorce. Women, at least in most places, are not considered property. Divorce is complicated and not always pleasant. These broken relationships happen for many reasons. Not all marriages were meant to be lifelong commitments. What seemed like a relationship which would last forever soon becomes a relationship which should not have happened in the first place because of unrepairable differences. Does that mean that those who are divorced should forever be banished from finding happiness? Should marriage only happen once and never be repeated? No. God calls us all to find a true and loving relationship which will be fulfilling. Sometimes that means marrying again after divorce. Sometimes it means not marrying, but finding ways to live a meaningful life. Sometimes it means never getting married, but showing love to others in a different way. What is most important to God is not that we are married and never get divorced. What is important to God is that we live in relationship with others in a meaningful way in which we show God's love. 
It began with Adam and Eve in the garden and continued throughout the years. Some relationships were better than others. None of the relationships escaped without problems. But God did not end our ability to form a bond with someone we care for. Instead, God encourages us to keep trying, to keep finding ways to give love and accept love. Amen. Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. May children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Holy One, you have raised up faithful leaders throughout history. Empower those discerning a call to ministry and all seminarians that they continue to be formed for the sake of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You have established a diverse and beautiful creation. Revive declining species and preserve endangered lands. Cultivate in us a sense of wonder for the world you created. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You desire for us not to be alone and to live in community with one another. Strengthen relationships between nations and peoples and be with all those in military service and their families, especially Andrew Grau. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You share our experience and struggles. Bless all who live with any mental or physical illness, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You have established and nurtured relationships that extend beyond those gathered here today. Bless members who can no longer travel to worship with us and remind us of their continued role in this community of faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You promise eternal life to all your children. Thank you for the people of faith who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts known only to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God.